What's up? What's up, y'all? What's happening? Happy, happy Friday. Take a minute and let's invite some people in here. I'm gonna go ahead and do the same thing too. Tonight we're gonna be speaking with Eleni, Canadian Christian gospel artist and songwriter. She's an amazing writer. We're gonna be speaking with her. Let me just invite a few people in here. You guys pop in and let me know how was your week so far. Let me know how was your week so far as you guys coming in. We're gonna go ahead and bring her in shortly. Just quick little updates here. What's happening, what's happening y'all? Go ahead, share this. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for hanging with us this evening. Let me invite a few people in here. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. I'm, ex I'm excited to speak with Eleni. What's happening, man? Listen, man, I've been seeing you all over, man. You guys doing some amazing things, man. I feel like every red carpet that's happening, you're out there. So, quick little update, New Music Friday. So there's several new music that's out there right now. I know a uh, friend of ours, Daniel Ojo, released a new single today titled Jesus. Uh, so we have that, that's, uh, that's available. Um, shout out to Tamala Man. Tamala Man, you know, was uh, her single finished, landed number one on the billboard as well as the media-based gospel chart. So shout out to Tamala for that. And in terms of tours, again, tons and tons of tours. You know, we were talking about uh, Jonathan McReynolds' My Truth tour. That's going on. Jonathan actually made an announcement today. He added uh, Jordan Armstrong. He also added Anthony Brown and a few others to the various tour stops. So that's going to be interesting. You know, if you guys have not gotten your tickets, be sure to do that. There's the it's time tour that's going on ty tribute right now ties you know is just on tour all over he's doing his thing so there's lots of stuff going on we try to keep at least you know everything posted on the page as much as we can so definitely y'all make sure you check us out follow us on all social media platform gospel music buzz but without further ado i'm gonna go ahead i think i see eleni here already i'm gonna go ahead and Here we go. Here we go. Hey, what's happening, lady? How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I am well. I'm well. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It is beautiful and sunshiny here today, and it's like finally warm ish. Nice, nice. Warm ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I mean, we the weather wasn't as bad over here today. I mean, it was it wasn't as bad. I can't I can't complain. We really only had about maybe two or three actual snow days. Typically, we would have gotten a whole lot more, so we didn't get as much. So you know, I'm happy. I'm always happy when the guy doesn't have to come and plow my drive. Yeah. You know, when I see the guy coming with the plow and I'm looking out and I'm like, ah, how much is that going to cost me? But you know, <laughs> aside from that, I'm good. I'm good. It's still cheaper to just pay the guy than to just do it yourself let's be honest I, 
every year I try to make that. Even when it comes to the lawn, every year I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it. The first year I did it, I'm like, yes, I felt so good. But I'm like, I'm out there all these hours, you know. The second year I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call someone. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> but listen, man, I'm excited that we're, you know, we're going to be speaking here tonight. I know you just dropped a new single titled Egypt. You got the visuals as well. You know, the visuals as well as that, as well as several other videos on your YouTube channel. We're going to be getting into the visuals and everything behind the song in general. But, you know, before even touching any of that, because like I always like to say, you know, the, the music is one thing. But with this segment that we do behind the music, we want to find out who you are, you know, what makes you take could be creatively, you know, when you're writing. How do you even, you know, sit down to write? How do you gain inspiration? from a family background and just, you know, various things all together. So, you know, I'll have you start. Just tell us a little bit about you. Like, how did you get your start in music? So, you know, there wasn't really this real beautiful, miraculous moment where I was just like, oh, you know, music. <laughs> um, it's been a lifetime of just stuff. Um, I recorded my first EP. Listen, I learned the hard way. Everybody else at the time felt like everyone was releasing an EP. So I released an EP. Mm -hmm. If you were just starting out, you don't release an EP. Like if you start with the same, but anyways, mm -hmm. um, um, I released an EP and I recorded it uh, he, close to me um, in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just these songs that I had written that were pretty different, pretty poppy, mm -hmm. pretty whatever. Um, and so I, I recorded these songs in, in 2015 and put them out there. And I, from the moment that I heard them, like as the final mix or final master, whatever, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is not my sound. This isn't, I don't really love any of this. But okay. Enough money at the time that I was just like, but I'm gonna like it. It's gonna be fine. Exactly. Exactly. I'll grow to like like it maybe. I don't mm -hmm. know. Um. So I never did grow to like it. <laughs> I felt like I, I was sort of just put in a box because of all these other people that were sort of just by influences, and I really wanted to be like them. And so that was mm -hmm. in 2015. I would say that was when I like, I was just like, I'm putting out music. This is it. Mm -hmm. Um. But. Before that, I have been writing and playing piano uh, since I was three. And then, of course, oh, wow. writing, okay. write, and put stuff together. I loved poetry, loved short stories. I loved writing short stories with all my classmates, mm -hmm. characters, and all that good stuff. So it pretty, pretty much happened organically. Um, just I had a little keyboard in my room, and I had a poem that I had written, and I was like, well, try it out and yeah that's sort of and I, I would have been probably eight nine ten so yeah lots happened between you know that age and then when I put out music for the first time in 2015 um and then I put out a pretty gospel-y song in 2019 uh called mm -hmm. Greater Work um it's pretty, yeah, Greater pretty Work. much okay, that's a good song. Great Bible verse song <laughs> I love it. It's really hypey and fun. Um, but I'm finding even now I'm still sort of evolving in my sound to try to figure out, okay, who is Eleni? 
what kind of music does she like? And that's not always going to stay the same. So I'm just kind of, of working. course. So yeah. No, I, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad what you said, right? Because that, you know, that took courage by itself, right? Because if you record something, you released it a lot of times, you know, that takes courage and, you know, now starting out to even say, Hey, I don't think that is quite my song, but I'm going to go with it for now because that's okay. Because yeah. when you're starting out, you're, you know, you're still learning who you are, you know, from your writing style. I'm sure if you go back and look at some of the stuff that you've written before for what you've written now, you're like, you know, Hey, I've definitely evolved as a writer, certain things, you know, and also seasons too, right? Different seasons you may be in at the time that's going to influence your writing styles and various ways in which you're going about things as well. But the fact that you saw that and you sat there yourself you know hey i don't think i want to do that you know that's that says at least you know you're you're capable of making the hard decisions when it comes to your music so that's that's a plus that's what i'm looking at as yeah yeah it's a honestly putting music out is such a risk mm -hmm. you're thing that you know is a real piece of your soul and you're putting it out there for people to like or dislike and you're yeah. paying a lot for it um and then you know there's a lot of things and you know nuances that make up how your music is perceived you know is it really a good song if it doesn't make the billboard 100 is it really a good song if it doesn't chart you know if a church never sings it is it a good song no mm -hmm. you know whatever so i'm really trying to get past that stuff and just be like okay i'm putting out music because it's something that i've been called to do i have a ministry i have a testimony and i really feel the lord is calling me to share that in this medium called music and mm -hmm. I'm blessing one per if i'm blessing one person that is so much greater than if i was charting obviously if you're charting that's incredible but um yeah. for eleni and for, for my ministry i don't have to rely so heavily on you know being in this certain mold necessarily i'm not signed to a label i'm an independent artist for now which is great like i'm really mm -hmm. thankful for that um just having the flexibility to sort of just evolve is a great word that you use there just kind of ebb and flows of life and just go with it <laughs> well you you mentioned just now too about you know even your local community so right now you do serve in your local church right so you're a part of the music ministry so tell us a little bit about that yeah um so i'm the worship leader at my local church and what's I'm, the name of your church it's called new hope it's pretty okay. uh like one of fifteen thousand new hope churches located around here. <laughs> i remember when we were picking the name it was just like yeah what do you name a church really like i mean yeah so anyways <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and so i'm the worship or worship leader um and i am the music director uh, i work with an amazing team we're all volunteer so not i feel like everybody sort of carries a little bit of the load for example you know some of the worship uh worship directors will do all the scheduling and all the mm -hmm. at lists and all this months and months in advance and like we're here on a wednesday or today's friday you know and we have a service on sunday and we're like oh yeah we should probably pick some songs and i mean somebody else is leading but i'll pitch in some song ideas so it's really chill i have a gal that is extremely administrative administrative mm -hmm. is that the right word yeah that's mm -hmm. the right word. Mm -hmm. yeah. um uh -huh. 
and that is like her calling in life she honestly she needs to just do that for a living just excel spreadsheets is who she is and so she does we all need that person i know there's duh, they're a gift <laughs> um so she does all this because she just loves schedules and i'm just like i hate hate there's nothing <laughs> actually <laughs> so um i matter you know <laughs> so yeah and then i am part of my local community in all kinds of ways um our church is located in a smaller community outside of the city like it's like a little village called Kitscotty, alberta and then our city is okay. uh of saskatchewan and alberta and we're located in sort of central northwest mm -hmm. canada um yeah lots and lots to unpack in just that but yeah um love love serving our and even with with your community as well because again we're gonna come back into the music but even with your community that you guys serve you know you're also in your family business right so touch a little bit about the, just the legacy behind you know your family your family's contribution and business and just you know your overall connection to that community and your lineage there so i'm the third generation of a greek restaurant my grandparents nice. came to canada from greece in the 60s well 59 and 65 is when they came and um they came from greece to saskatoon saskatchewan saskatoon saskatchewan you know all the things <laughs> And uh, they worked for, he worked for uh, a man that owned a restaurant there. There was a, a restaurant that opened up um, in 1970 in Lloydminster for an opportunity for them to be able to own a restaurant and, and run it with him and his two brothers and their, his wife and all this stuff. So they moved to Lloydminster, um, which was about two hours west and started this restaurant. And so it was him and, uh, his two brothers and uh, my grandmother tina and they all just mm -hmm. you know it was a very lloydminster's a very oil field redneck i i don't really know how else to describe it it's a really weird weirdly bubbly community it's like a, in a bubble okay um and so they were like some of the first immigrants to ever come to lloydminster and like not okay english um and so they they really just got thrown right into uh, an insane environment. So it was pretty rocky for them, I think, for the first little while. But um, they have been in business for 53 years. It will be. Uh, wow. And so in the 80s, uh, my grandparents lost everything just with the, you know, the crash in the 80s. Everything just mm -hmm. went. So they went bankrupt. They lost their restaurant, their house, their car, everything. They lost everything. And there was this gentleman. Um, that really enjoyed their restaurant. And he came up to them and he said, hey, listen, uh, and he was their banker. So he had literally okay. just taken from them. So, he's, you know, one phone call was like, sorry, we're coming for your house and everything. And then um, I don't remember how long it was. It was just months that had gone by and he called them up and he said, hey, hey, Spiro, uh, this is Peter. Uh, I know you don't really love hearing my voice right now, but, um, there is a small, a tiny little base downtown in Lloydminster, and uh, I want you to open up a restaurant. And of course, my my grandpa's like, uh, <laughs> with what? He actually yeah. said, with what? Buttons? 
I don't have <laughs> And so um, he, Peter said, I'll give you $22,000 out of my own pocket. And I want you to go open up a restaurant. And so oh. my grandparents sort of had branched off. Their one brother had died uh, later in the 70s. And then my other uncle had um, started, started his own thing. I think he went into car sales or something. Mm -hmm. um, and so he offered these people, my grandparents, these people, $22,000 and um, gave them a space. And he's like, pay me back as you have time and as you can and as it works out. No pressure, no interest rate, just, and that, that's, uh, that's what started Spiros, which is now, wow. um, yeah, 2023 from, uh, I would say like the mid to late 80s. So yeah, that's such a big, massive story that we don't necessarily have time to go all the way into. But I um, obviously have been in the restaurant my whole life, for better or worse. So I am the third gen sort of taking on all the things. I carry a, a lot of load and I wear a lot of hats. But um, I do take the sauce and the dressing that they created, sort of invented back in the 80s. And mm -hmm. I that um exporting it into interprovincially getting it into grocery stores and uh doing all of that stuff doing wholesaling doing marketing geez fundraising do all the things so our restaurant has grown exponentially just in the last uh probably 10 or so years so it's really cool to be part of that for sure wow that's 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 an amazing story and i'm glad i'm glad you took you took the time to share it because I, I, you know, it's one of those things, you know, as you're listening to, to the music and you're kind of, you know, thinking about all those, you know, various lyrics and just everything else, you can kind of put, you know, the, the thought into, Hey, you know, this kind of plays into it, right? Cause I'm sure just the history and everything else that you guys, you know, have stepped through and just the years of being in the community and assisting with the building and all that of that community, that's going to be reflected in your writing style. It's going to be reflected in just everything around you. So even talking about the, the new single right now, Egypt. Mm -hmm. So the new single is out right now. Mm -hmm. What was some of the inspiration behind that, behind that song? Just, you know, going through and figuring out, hey, you know, I, I know I need to release a new song. I have been releasing, you know, singles throughout and I want this to be the song. Because I know with writers, speaking to writers, you guys are always writing a bunch of stuff. At any given point in time, you have a book full of writing. My wife writes as well. She's a singer. <laughs> and there's always something that's written. But it's now when it's time ready to pick which one to release. I think yeah. that's where the real problem comes in. Seriously. So at which point did you decide, hey, this is what I want to go for? What was the inspiration behind that? That's a kind of a loaded question. Um, I had written a song a few years ago now. I want to say 2019, possibly, um, uh -huh. with uh, Amanda Kinner and Holly Salazar. They're in, they were in Nashville at the time. And um, I love both of them so much. And we just kind of hooked up over a Zoom call. And I had come up with the chorus already. I was like, hey girls, I have this idea, this concept. And it's so, um, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Syncopation. The syncopation mm -hmm. chorus is so, so weird. Like, but it feels so natural for me to sing. Like, walking out of this valley. Like, like it just, it, 
it was such a weird concept for me to even write, but I brought it to them thinking like, well, they're either going to love it or they're going to hate it. And like, we love it. Let's rewrite Miriam's song in Exodus 15. Uh, so like, cool. Uh. Exodus 15. I had this little chorus and we were just like, all right, let's do it. And so as we were sort of talking and dissecting um, this passage and just going kind of through all the things that we were going through in our own lives and how, you know, we've all sort of personally been through in Egypt season. Um, we had kind of established that the song almost felt like sort of prophetic in a weird way, because it was like, man, I am walking like right now, you know, I'm going through postpartum depression. Um, my brain just feels crazy. And there's a lot of Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm in Egypt right now, but yet for me to sing this song gives me so much hope because it makes me feel like even though I don't necessarily see the promised land, like even though I'm not partaking in the milk and the honey and all the things uh, that God promised, I can still sing about it. And it's almost like a mindset. Yeah. And I, I think that was sort of what we ended up with at the end of the song. It was like, okay, I don't exactly see my foes defeated right before my eyes. I, I don't really see the chains falling and breaking and doing all that stuff. But yet, when I sing about it, there's such a peace in this season that I'm in, knowing that all of that is coming. So when we were picking songs to, you know, release and stuff, I was like, man, this song feels such a, such a song for people, for just anybody, if you know what mm -hmm. I mean, anybody can relate to everybody every song that I put out and I get that of course but this just yeah um, like it just ministers so um I strangely and strategically wanted to release this at the tail end of winter because where I live we get like not a whole lot of sunlight in the winter and seasonal depression is so massive here and suicide rates just totally spike during the winter. And I feel like in this weird way, the winter season, the physical winter season is kind of an Egypt for a lot of people that live in my area, whether they want to admit it or not. Like it's just a tough yeah. season. So I put it out in February with the hopes of just kind of giving people that tiny little spark of hope. Like spring is coming, if you want to put it that way, but also like your promised land is on the other side of this season. You don't need to worry so much about you know, being in this space right now, um, there's hope and there's a, uh, there's a really big, you know, breakthrough coming for you on the other side of this. So, yeah. And I think it just felt right to release it after I think eight months of not, not putting anything out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. And, and, and I think part, part of that too, right. Cause you, you mentioned the, the, the collaboration aspect behind that, right. With, uh, with Holly and with Amanda, have you guys written together before that, or you kind of just knew them outside with other collaboration and you decided to bring this together? Like how did that even came in? I don't think I had ever written with either of them before this. Mm -hmm. I, um, Amanda and I go back uh, a few years. Holly, I had just met in Nashville that year at a writer's retreat and I just loved her whole vibe. She was super cool. Um, she was just so cool. I don't know. I can't really explain it, but I was like, I want to be her friend. And 
did. I did be her friend and I did write with her. <laughs> um, and yeah, Amanda has the, she is the, I can't even describe Amanda. Like you just need to, if you guys don't know Amanda, you need to meet her. She is insanely beautiful. Her smile, like she's the most beautiful representation of Jesus I have ever mm -hmm. met. She's so kind. Her heart is like the size of the world. And so she's just always got something from the Lord on her heart. And so to write this song with her and to release it was so special. And actually the song that I'm releasing next um, is also written with her. And so I'm super excited. Uh -huh. to yeah. Oh, well, we, we definitely got to talk. We, we're going to be talking about that one in, in a second. And, uh, <laughs> and, the, and the visuals. So again, uh, someone just says, yes, she is. Love Amanda. Um, you know, talk about the, the visuals. So were, was both of them there as well in the video? Because I looked at the video, I saw there was a lot of dancing. There's just a whole lot that was going on. The video looked amazing. Love the visuals. I'm a big fan of great visuals. So tell us about some of the inspiration. Where was some of that shot? And, you know, who was the director and a team that kind of just helped hold that vision together? Oh, that was all Kim. Kim Caporal is, I cannot say enough good things about him. He is one of my closest, dearest friends. Um, and he has the most insane brain. You know, sometimes I'll be talking talking to Kim and then all of a sudden he kind of just leaves the conversation like he's right there in front of me but his brain is totally gone and I could tell that he's just he's like Processing something yeah. storyboarding or something he's like putting mm -hmm. stuff together and you know when he's back he's like oh my gosh we have to try this I'm like tell me <laughs> where did you go but tell me <laughs> yeah so that was where the dancing came from the tap dancing I was like him hello and he was like i have this great idea and i'm like okay you're back okay tell us about it <laughs> it was like tap dancing and i was like mm, mm, uh, i don't know man that's um it's kind of out of my scope uh like i don't really know how to i mean i can learn he's like no 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 no, not you we'll get tap dancers and i was like i don't know <laughs> And so um, we shot everything in Lloydminster. Okay. Our friend uh, is a dream home builder. Like he builds these immaculately beautiful homes. So we shot oh, wow. in his personal okay. <laughs> uh, some of the video. We shot um, some of it was in this random open fields just outside of town mm -hmm. where the drone shot. Um, it was so cold that day and I, my hands were it numb. Looked, it looked freezing. I mean, I'm watching you in the middle with your hands up and everything. And I'm like, you are literally standing in ice, <laughs> but you got the shot. We got the shot. We had anything for the shot. Um, yeah, in my car, just the most random stuff. But um, the Vic Juba Community Theater was uh, kind of a highlight. So having all these people and we wanted to keep it like, we wanted to keep the crowd a little, like we wanted to make it really small in the, in the sense of like being on the stage. We didn't want to have a massive amount of people um, we just want to keep it small and, and just humble. And those were all just people from my community. So Amanda and Holly did not make it into the video. Sorry, girls. Um, but I had these four tap dancers that worked so hard to come up with this choreography. They, I think, got the song a week before we shot. And oh, they wow. just came okay. up and 
then my uh, little cousin is actually one of the tap dancers. So she's in the, I think she's wearing like a teal shirt. And so it was cool to have Melina part of it. Cause I was like, Oh, it's like my family. And I'm like, I definitely don't, I don't dance. <laughs> I could try, but I don't know. <laughs> so having like my own flesh and blood dancing around on the stage and like with such skill and their style and just all the things, it was really cool. So yeah, it was fun. Kim is a mastermind. I wish everybody knew him and got to work with him because like I said, his brain is always working. He's always being creative no matter what he's up to. Like he's just thinking. So. No, that's great. That's a, that's, and I think, again, it's one of those things we, we all need someone like that in our circle. I always say too, right? Because the, the way I, the way I view it, the weirder the personality, the brilliance is just on 100. So it's like, you know, be as weird as you want, but when I'm ready to do something creative, we're going to collaborate together because I know it's going to be amazing. And the video definitely for anyone that's now tuning in, we're speaking with Elena. Elena is based out in Canada. She's a, Christian singer, songwriter, just released a new single titled Egypt. She also has the video out and we're going to tag her and everything. You guys go check out the video on her YouTube channel. She has several other videos as well on the YouTube channel. You know, check her out on Spotify, all, all the places. And one thing I love to say is that it's one thing to stream the music, but I always like to encourage everyone to purchase the music purchasing the music because you know as artists you guys put a whole lot into your craft and it's you know it's one of those things that you want to be able to recoup at some point yes you're doing it for the ministry you're doing it for everything else but at the same time it would be nice if you can recoup and if you can get something to you know to aid with the next project again and again because you know prior to the streaming days everyone walked around with a bunch of cds in their trunk yeah the minute someone said you release music you're like wait a second, you rented your car, you took one out, and here you go. But now with, with the streaming, now you got to tell everyone still, you know, hey, go ahead, buy this, you know, support it. And you, you were touching a little bit before when you were talking about, you know, just what you, you know, the type of, you know, as an independent artist, you know, what you're doing, being confident in your style of music, you know, yes, there's influences surrounding you, but kind of knowing the lane and the purpose that you're called into, what word would you have for someone that is now starting? You know, you've been doing this for a few years now. For that person that is now getting their start and they're kind of faced with the same thing, like, hey, who do I, you know, closely try to simulate towards? What do I do when it comes to this? You know, should I jump on every new trend that's happening, every new trending beat, like, you know, how exactly do they kind of, you know, resonate with that calling within them? Man, um, I can't truly stress enough about being, uh, I'd say like the best way for me to word this, I think. So I've sort of been on both sides of this where I remember, okay, I'm going to be like, like a little transparent here. <laughs> so I remember winning um, in 2017, I was the songwriter of the year with the Gospel Music the Association. GMA. Yeah, GMA song. 
right of yeah. the year yeah that was such a huge um validating thing for me because mm -hmm. up until that point i had really struggled um I felt like every time I would go to sing in front of people, I would choke because I felt so nervous about how they perceived me. It wasn't necessarily like, yeah, I don't know. I just got really about what they thought of me, which I mean, mm -hmm. I think every way sort of deals with that differently, but um, like literally choke. So I'd be like singing and I'd be like, <clears throat> and I had to like actually full on pray and really seek the Lord for help with that. Cause it was just like taking over everything in my life. But anyways, wow. back to 2017, I finally, I was just like, yes, this is it. I have one songwriter of the year. And I remember standing at the front of the Lipscomb university auditorium, just waiting for people in the industry to come up to me and like, ask me to be part of their team or to like let's talk you know I was waiting mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. I just I remember standing up there and I remember looking around and nobody was coming up to me at all it was like the odd friend that I had sort of connected with through the week that was like let's get a picture oh my gosh congratulations yay but um nobody came up up to me and asked me to be part of their label nobody offered me a deal nobody even wanted like I was a songwriter of the year nobody even offered me like a publishing deal and I remember just being so hurt by that because the year before I also went the year before and I had watched one of my friends win well my I had a group of people that I hadn't gotten to know they had all won these incredible mm -hmm. vocalists of the year artist, writer, songwriter, and they all immediately just, pew, they went off. People just grabbed mm -hmm. them. And, and I remember being so hurt. Like nobody even wanted to take me out for supper that night. And like, I remember mm -hmm. the year before I got to take along for the big, like, let's go out and get wings. And like, you know, and so I stood there and it was just me and my thoughts. <laughs> nobody wanted to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I remember going back to the room that night with my husband and my child who came with me and just like laying in bed and just crying. I was like, this cannot be real life. All the things that I had hoped for are totally not happening, not even remotely. And so I felt like it was at that point that I, I, I had to sort of redirect my need for validation to something that was a little more internal and, yeah and trust i'm getting to like the word for this person but also for the person listening listen up <laughs> this is for you yeah yeah, um, yeah keep going and i remember seeing people from that particular you know songwriter whatever this immerse conference i remember seeing people that didn't win that mm -hmm. were getting picked up by labels and that were like all of a sudden their instagram was like going on tour i'm headlining or i'm uh opening for this headliner mm -hmm. i'm doing all these i was sitting there just being like i i literally have the trophy i'm the one that should be going on tour i should be getting signed to i should be in the writing room with rita springer not you you know 
Mm -hmm. I had, like this little temper tantrum because I was so upset that I yeah. wasn't being validated in this way that I felt like I needed to be. Um, and so I came to grips with the fact that, okay, we're going to need to like seek validation elsewhere because obviously this isn't working out. And um, the, the further I get into being an independent artist, and let me just say, it is expensive to be an independent artist. Um, it's so expensive. It's like, it's, it's a little bit soul sucking because you are also responsible. I mean, like writing the song and recording the song, that's super easy. I mean, it's expensive, but it's easy. Then mm -hmm. the marketing, you have to make your own graphics or if you want to pay someone to do that, you can, but then you got to pay someone to do a music video for you because music videos are like really important right now. And then you have uh -huh. to get like canvas made for Spotify. And then you have to like playlist pitch your stuff. Like, I don't have anyone that does that for me. I do all that myself. Um, but in this journey of sort of evolving to figuring out sort of where I fit in, in this like broad spectrum of like gospel, CCM, pop, like, I mean, we almost put a fiddle on the song that I'm going to release uh, right away here. And I mean, like country, <laughs> not quite, but I recognize that the freedom that I have in that has been so god given it's like mm. such a god because i'm the only person that can share my story my testimony my heart the way that i can yeah. you're the only person that can communicate your story mm -hmm. and your minute the way that that you know sherwin can like you can only do what you can do through yourself you yeah. can have Team. And there's nothing wrong with having like a team and a label and a, you know, A&R and a publisher. I think that's amazing for people. But I also think that when you, um, and I'm talking to this person that is wanting to get started, when you put so much, um, so much of this thing that you want to do, emphasis into getting signed and getting a deal and getting to, getting to charting and getting to all this stuff, you, I feel miss out on that authentic mission that we're all, all called to, which is truthfully just to spread the gospel. You know, yes. we're necessarily called to be on the billboard top 100. That's, that's, you know, that's a sort of a really cool opportunity that comes from walking in the Lord and the will of God for your life. But that's not everybody's calling. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. I get messages all the time from people that I I've never met them a day in my life and they're basically like hey I heard your song you know my stoning that one was huge for these kinds of messages and mm -hmm. it you know assured me that, that you know yeah I do come from a really broke ugly past and it just like gave me so much hope and peace knowing that God has forgiven me of that and like I totally identify with your story I totally I love your testimony. Oh my gosh, I am the woman at the well. I am, you know, and I, who knows if that song would have even gone past another set of ears in a room full of industry professionals. I don't know. So I think that when you put so much emphasis into like making it in the music industry, you really miss out on um, the opportunity to really, really get dirty and to minister to people. Yeah. And, you know, get 
successful in that is a is a byproduct i think of just being in the will of god and walking in the favor that he's called you to, to walk in but that takes a lot of grit and time and money and effort and like i said it's kind of soul sucking sometimes but you just do it because like it's a ministry it's a calling so anyways i hope that like made sense it kind of was a lot of popular. no 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 it it, it it made it made perfect sense right like i was saying before i think i can I can, I understand that perfectly as well too, right? Because again, when, you know, when I was first starting out, you know, with, with my wife, when she first started recording and it's, there's a lot of navigating, you know, years down, sure you put a strategy in place and you kind of learn a few more things as you kind of go through it. But in the beginning, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of navigating this until you've kind of gotten it down. And even when you think you might've really and truly gotten it down, and you're pitching it, like you said, you're pitching at the playlist, you're doing all the different things that you're doing and hoping that, you know, something is going to come back. You always have to keep going back to your whys. Yeah. Why did you start doing this to begin with? Why did you start? Did you start doing it just to make a whole lot of money? Because there's a whole bunch of other things you can do to make a whole lot of money because that's definitely not it, right? But then as you're kind of going through, you're like, hey, you know, I definitely felt I, you know, I felt the calling. I know what I'm called to do. I know what my purpose is. I know my part of the vineyard. And as God sees that and expands that wider and wider all for his glory, then I'm going to walk into it. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like, you know, the, the story in the Bible when it speaks about, you know, God giving, you know, different gifts, you know, one person burying it, the next one did this and the next one did that. Like you're using yours to the fullest. And I think, you know, you're continuing to evolve and continuing to write and continuing mm -hmm. to minister and like really shepherd that gift that he placed in you. So I'm sure we all go through myself, all of us go through those moments when we were like, you know, Hey, you know, I wish I could have done X, Y, Z or that, or kind of navigate this way. But I think coming back to that, why, and I'm glad how you phrased it, you know, that's, that's key for anyone that's, that's mm -hmm. starting out, you know, and thank you for the transparency. Cause a lot of times when you, ask a question such as this everyone touches on the on the highs and again there are there are highs because i even after that uh you know 2017 when you won when you won that in 2017 you were also nominated again in 2022 and then you won the uh what was it the canadian uh west spiritual artist of the year so how yeah how was that how was that experience Man, it was really cool. It was just, it was such a wild roller coaster of a winter season because all of that happened. Um, and just again, telling, you know, you guys about the highs, but also the lows, mm -hmm. like high, you know, you get nominated for two GMA Covenant Awards. Um, and the, the Covenant Awards is like, I mean, Canada just has their own sort of branch of GMA. Um, it's nothing like uh, the the American one where there's the Dove Awards and all these things. For us, we have the Covenant Awards, which is like a smaller mm -hmm. scale, same caliber, I guess, in terms of what we're honoring. But um, so I was nominated for two GMA Awards, which is crazy. And then I won this Breakout West Spiritual Artist of the Year. So cool. I love that. Um, but when and when I released Egypt on february 3rd i remember being like okay strategy wise this all feels really good because yeah i mean it is a business at the end of the day i'm trying mm -hmm. to run this tree to where i can um 
not necessarily where I can profit off of it for myself, but I would like for it to be able to be a reinvestment into the kingdom. So yeah, of course. When I music, I can put in some more music, right? So I remember being like, yes, this is great. Everything is, you know, adding up, everything checks out. And I released Egypt and I did a something, well, a couple of things I did a little bit different this time in terms of like my distribution and who I had used for playlist pitching. And mm -hmm. absolutely flopped, like mm. such a flop. I, my last song, Good To Me, was, it just blew up. I had, um, I think I had, had over 20,000 streams in just the first week. Wow. So I was like, hey, we haven't even hit a thousand streams and it's been a week, what's going on? And it was honestly just like an algorithm thing. It was a weird, just a lot of things just were different. Um, it ended up taking off later, like in the month, but it was still mm -hmm. just like, gosh, this sucks. And I remember being like, I'm gonna quit music, I'm never doing music again. This is the worst money I've ever spent. I, <laughs> yeah. This is so dumb. I have failed my family. I have like failed my ministry. God, I failed you. Like all these things, I failed the writers and the producers. I'm such a failure. <laughs> Talk about self-sabotage, like, immediately. And, um, and it, it brought me back, and it was so humbling, because it was almost like, <laughs> I know this is a really poor comparison, but it was almost like, remember Nebuchadnezzar, when the, the four Hebrew children, or, well, sorry, the three Hebrew children, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sorry, fire. there were four on the fire, okay? And he was like, wow, your God, I, your God is the only God. We shall, wor I'll worship your God. And then like the next chapter, it was like, and Nebuchadnezzar um, basically thought so highly of himself and he cursed God and did all these things. And then he ended up being like humbled to an animal. And it almost felt like I was like, oh, in all of this, did I honestly just take the faith aspect out of my music? Did I just take wow. the, the ministry of my music mm -hmm. and turn it into a like a pop music career and it was so humbling because i had the song had just not performed to this ideal that i had set that was that based said, on yeah. all this stuff but yet having won all, all of those things that was me giving glory to god it was just like this super humbling experience but, but what it did for me was it brought me all the way back to my why. It was like, okay, Eleni, we don't make music to chart. That's not the goal. The goal is to make music, to glorify God, to spread the gospel. The byproduct of walking in his will is getting to make more music to spread the gospel. That's just like, that's the journey that I'm on. And it's not, you know, everybody's got a different music journey. But for me, that's like... And I felt like after I had wrapped my head around that, I actually full on cried for a few days because I was so torn up about this dumb song that like, <laughs> I just hated the song, you know, after, you know, after the first little while, it was just like, man, such a money pit, this dumb song, this song is so, I'm just being transparent. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, and, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm loving that the the realness right because i know 
there's a lot more people that go through this. I talk to artists all the time and they were like, hey, I did a music video. I did this, 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 all of this stuff I'm doing, but yet still I'm not seeing where the return is. Like I hear that conversation all the time, all the time. But then, you know, as you're continuing, like a good friend of mine released a song, you know, the song was a year in. It didn't pick up any traction, but then come Christmas time that just passed, the song got added to, he didn't even pitch it because it was a year in. It got added to a few Spotify playlists all by itself, and it ranked in like the top 10 in the Spotify playlist. If you click into the list, you saw it, and in less than a week, he got like over 50,000 streams just like that, and that's a year later. So I think, you know, just by staying in it, being faithful, continuing to what you're doing, like anything can happen at any given point in time. But we do have these feelings. Like, let's just say, you know, let's just be realistic about it. And I yeah. think the more we talk about that, we're going to level set even for those that are now coming into the industry, right? Because you're going to say, hey, these are some stuff and some realities that can happen. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be prepared for it and keep going back to your why and going back to the reason, like you said, you know, that you're doing this and understand that. And I feel like the more people have these realistic conversations and discussions, you know, it kind of puts everyone on the plane, on the level playing field because everyone feels it. Like, look what happened when, you know, when it was the beginning of the pandemic, no one was going anywhere ministering. So whether you were an independent artist and you weren't getting booked or you're an A-list that was out all year round, everyone was sitting at home thinking about and contemplating strategies, contemplating, hey, once I'm back out there, what can I do? How am I going to do X, Y, Z? So these are definitely, you know, realities that we all have to explore in one way or another. So the fact that you're you know, sharing it and you're being very, you know, authentic and transparent about it. I, I personally applaud that because a lot of times, you know, you're talking with someone and you're not even sure, you know, sometimes you may ask a question, you may get a one word answer back, or you may be in a situation where you're just totally in a different direction. So yeah. thank you. Thank you so much. Just, you know, just for sharing your heart. And you know, I know I don't want to hold you too long. I know we're almost coming up on time, but you mentioned a new single. We're talking about Egypt today, but you also mentioned, you know, some new stuff you have coming down the pipe. So you want to let us know what are some of those things you have coming down your pipe, coming down the pipe, but also, you know, share with us, you know, how can people stay connected, you know, with all things, Eleni, you know, understanding what you're doing, where you're where you may be going, where you may be performing or anything at all that you're going to be doing. How can people stay connected to you? Well, honestly, Instagram, Facebook are probably the best places to find me. I'm really trying to get better about like posting more content. It is hard for me, you guys. I like, I really, I struggle to post really like hypey stuff. If I'm not in a hypey mood, it's really hard for me to be like, hi guys. I have this video. I have this video sitting in my drafts. It's still in my drafts. And I should probably delete it. It takes up space. And it was like, guys, Egypt has been out for one month. And I'm so excited. The Lord is doing amazing things with this song. Blah, 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 blah. And, but the truth of the matter is, and like I had just shared, I wasn't super 
super stoked about Egypt. <laughs> One month later, I was still like, <laughs> so I didn't post it. because I was just like, I, that's not who I am as a person. Like, and I can't, I just can't. So I'm trying to be better about posting content, just like music stuff. I'm getting more into like producing and being sort of behind my own, um, like little demos and stuff, which mm -hmm. struggle is, mm -hmm. we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, and that's great for you as a writer too, right? As yeah. you're doing, being able to, you know, as you're pitching songs and such from, you know, from what you've written from your catalog as well to, yeah. to do your demos. So, you know, that's, that's yeah. good to, to hone in on too. The struggle has always been like, I always hear the sound. So I'm like, in my voice memos, I have some of the weirdest voice memos. If somebody ever got a hold of my phone, like, they're like, we're gonna get this girl her phone back. Like, she's crazy. But you know, I'd be like, voice memo number one is like, okay, here's the words and the melody. And then the next voice memo will be like, okay, production ideas for voice memo one. And it's like, and then I'm like, you know, and then I'm just like, <laughs> it's so, so I love it. That's, so getting, that's the creative flow. Getting to like actually do that stuff. I feel like that's a whole different level for me. And I'm wanting to put out more just like Instagram reels and stuff. Um, so anyways, keep in that. Um, new music. I was just in Florida in February. It was amazing. I recorded five and a half songs um okay so i recorded five songs and we have two versions of one of them that's why i say five and a half um and i'm super excited i have like a radio version which i just like meh and then i have like this massive orchestra and strings version it's called trust fall okay. and i shared a little bit um on my, my instagram and it is oh it's so good it's one of my favorites okay but the song that i am releasing next is called consistently i wrote it with a man and um, it's just one of those really easy listening, chill, um, throw it in your headphones and go grocery shopping, throw it on the stereo or the stereo, what year is it? Throw it in the car while your kids are in the, mm -hmm. like, it's just a chill song. There's not anything really, I don't say exciting in the, in the sense of like, eh, it's like, there's not a lot of like big production stuff with it which I think I'm really excited about that because I've released um, back to back that are really big. And so this one's chill and it's really good. And it's just like, mm, I can't wait for that one. We're, we're super pumped. When, when, we were you, in the when are you thinking, when are you thinking like summertime? When are you thinking you're going to be releasing it? So the struggle also is very real. Um, you might know a little bit about this. And if you're an artist watching, you know, you know, I was like, April 28th would be a good a good day it's like you know after easter people are sort of gearing up for summer it's a but then i'm like okay i need the song like at least six weeks in advance so at this point i guess it's not april 28th anymore because i don't have it yet um okay and then it's like okay we need to do a music video or something so just like okay so <laughs> maybe june <laughs> or something um i would love to release it in may since april 28th is no longer a thing um mm -hmm. maybe may but i don't know uh but that is the next to get put out and it will definitely happen in the next eight weeks <laughs> well once once you do that 
definitely make sure that you tag us when you're releasing it. You know, make sure you tag us so that we're, you know, we're flagged. We know what's going on. You, we can add it to our playlist as well too. You know, once we go through from there, and you know, we can go ahead and, and support everything that that what you know what you're doing with your ministry, with your with your music, and just everything all together. Because again, like I said, it was it was great, and that's the reason why I love doing this behind the music. I mean, we do a variation of other type of interview where we just focus specifically on one thing, but the behind the music, it kind of gives us a sense just to normalize and humanize the individual themselves, what you're doing, everything that pulls into what you're doing. Because again, a lot of independent artists, you know, you're doing a nine to five or, you know, a nine to nine in some cases, you're doing everything else. You're running your family you're, you know, going back and forth, you have kids, you have all these different things that's going on. And that's all amazing. And it's all contributing to who you are as an artist, but you're also passionate about your music and about your ministry. And you're able to just, you know, share a a peek into all of that. So, you know, Mm -hmm. thank you so much just for hopping on here for being first and foremost to being transparent and for just being authentic. Like you have no idea how much I love talking to real authentic people and you definitely check the box on that all across the board so thank you just for making that happen you know sharing about your journey we're going to continue to support what you're doing you know feel free to tag us in anything what you're doing and you know thank you so much just for telling us what's coming next and everything else any uh last words you want to say and again you mentioned your socials but can you also say what your social media handles are and where oh, do yeah. we can find you <laughs> yeah um well thank you thank you so much for having me first and foremost this was such a fun interview i'm really glad that um i'm really glad it worked out and we got to hop on and chat it's been a pleasure um you can find me at eleni m young so what a name right uh but yeah l-e-n-e there's six letters in my name and four of them are e's like i don't understand how that happened or what it does so Eleni M. Young, you can find me on, uh, that's my handle for everything. So Facebook, YouTube, um, I think, Instagram. Yeah, you can find me pretty much anywhere through that. And I have a website as well that I keep pretty pretty updated. Um, it's just Eleni.ca. So it's the only one that's different. Um, and you can, you know, there's booking there. There's a press kit, all that good stuff. Um, I don't know if anybody actually looks at websites anymore, but if they do, my website is there. And if you want to use any of my material for your church, um, I have some more churchy songs. Those are available at multi-tracks, so you can get all that there. Nice. That might be, I think I've covered everything, I think. I'll probably be laying in bed tonight and there's one more. Not not a problem. We can we can always update the post once we <laughs> once we post it and add <laughs> add all the links and add all the things. But yes, y'all make sure you check her out, support her, you know, support her journey, what she's doing right now. Send her an encouraging message if you you know, if it comes to you in that moment. But definitely Eleni, thank you so much for hopping on, for just hanging out with us for this last past hour on a Friday night. I'm sure you have a million and one things to do. on a Friday night, but you choose to spend it here with us. So we thank you so much for everyone else that joined in. Thank you guys for hanging with us again this evening. Check out the Lenny I just pinned 
her IG there, y'all. Go ahead and follow her. Check her out. And then again, you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a great one. Thanks, guys. You too. Take care.